0: Hogwarts,
1: Hogwarts, 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 teach us something new. Hello and welcome to Wizard Studies. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And today we are doing part two of our memories episode. So if you listen to our first one, we left out all of like. Snape's memories, except for Snape's worst memory, because that's, like, separate. All of the memories that happen after he dies that, like, Harry watches through, like, specifically of him and Lily, and, like, him finding out from Dumbledore about, like, Harry's purpose and Harry's role, and thus, like, giving my information to Harry. So we're just going to go through all of those memories, because we saved them, because that episode was already pretty long, and these are, like, pretty separate anyways.
0: Yeah gonna get
1: juicy yeah
0: a lot of these like also aren't really like fully formed memories yeah it's pretty good montage
1: yeah they like yeah they jump around quite a bit Mm
0: -hmm. our patron of the episode is salvador thank you salvador so this episode is a little bit
1: special
0: um
1: this is our hundredth episode
0: Despite what it may sound like that we are not very good at this and haven't done this a lot of times, we've done it (laughs) a hundred (laughs) times.
1: Yeah. Well, we've we've definitely recorded more than a hundred times at this point.
0: Oh yeah, because we have all of our patron episodes,
1: too. Yeah, and then there's some that, like, some quote-unquote episodes out that, like, aren't real episodes that we didn't count towards our total. Yeah. But yeah, this is, like, episode 100 of Wizard Studies, and that's kind of wild
0: yeah it feels really weird
1: <laughs> it does and we didn't talk about this in our last episode at all so i'll bring it up now i guess like our last episode came out on our third birthday Hmm. or wait no second
0: no, our third.
1: third birthday but like if we were a kid we would have turned like oh no never mind no we
0: turned three yeah,
1: I was thinking like, cause the first one isn't actually a birthday, like the yeah. day you're born
0: isn't actually. So it was a actually birthday. like if you count that as a birthday, it was our yeah, <clears throat> fourth. yeah fourth, so, but yes, yeah. it was a, we we turned three years old. Yeah. Um. Wow, happy one hundred and happy three, Katie. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I can't believe we've known each other that long i know it makes me feel old yeah like it's not that long to know someone but it's just like i don't know it feels like we didn't meet that long you know? yeah and i like, feel like oh. the
1: farther i get removed from college like i can't say like oh i graduated last year anymore yeah. like that makes me
0: feel old yeah
1: <laughs> definitely uh, wow well, anyways very exciting times um I just like, I can't believe we're like still coming up with episode ideas. <laughs> like I know that they get they get hard like every time we talk, we like we try to talk about episode ideas. We're like we're running out, like we're so low, nobody we don't know what to do. And then somehow we plan like three episodes every time,
0: yeah wild
1: um But thank you all for (laughs) thank you all for being on this ride with us supporting us through all of this like it we really really appreciate it
0: yeah i was just gonna say clearly neither of us knows how to talk about this yeah we both feel weird about it um but yeah thanks to everybody who's listened to even one episode much less all 100 yeah wild yeah um so this is kind of a big one for our hundredth episode. There's a lot to discuss here. Yeah, this is <clears throat> this
1: is like the closest to a Snape episode will probably like ever that we've do. ever gotten. <laughs> um and, you know, like it's obviously when Harry finds out that he was raised like a pig for slaughter, so a pig for slaughter. There's uh, stuff to talk about that as well.
0: Um, yeah. Okay. So, like, the way that we're just structured this episode, like, we're literally just gonna, like, go through memory by memory, and, like, so some of them are gonna be, like, oh, yes, in this memory, Snape says these three words to Lily. Moving on. But then some of them are a bit juicier, and we have, like, more to break down and more to discuss, so we're just gonna let it flow. Yeah. Um, I will say, when I, like, opened up the book to read through this chapter, this is basically, like, a chapter read-through of The Princess Tale. Um, When I opened up the book to, like look at this i kind of flipped back a page or two and i read a little bit of snape's death scene mm. and i guess i had really forgotten that like his like memories come out of him, it. like because it, in the movie they just do it with like tears yeah it looks like just tears but it's literally described as like Something more than blood was leaking from Snape. Silvery blue, neither gas nor liquid. It gushed from his mouth and his ears and his eyes. And Harry knew what it was, but did not know what to do. Oh my god. Isn't that so weird? Do you think that happens every time a wizard dies?
1: I don't know, because like, um, maybe it's the like moments that like flash. You know, like, they always yeah. talk about, like...
0: I watch my life flash mm. before my eyes. <laughs> and these were the things that Snape saw. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this chapter is right after Snape dies, and then, like, Voldemort calls the pause in the action. Halftime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> uh, and Harry goes up to no longer Dumbledore's office. The um, headmasters. He does. We do find out that the password of the Snape's office is Dumbledore.
1: <laughs> and, like, he just knew that, right? Like, he just walks up and is
0: like... Um, it's his password, and Harry yells Dumbledore without thinking, because it was yeah. he whom, whom he yearned to see, and to his surprise, the gargoyle slid aside. Revealing the spiral staircase behind. Maybe Snape Legilimens it into his mind. Mm, maybe. <laughs> <Like> incepted it. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, reverse legilimens, I guess. Yeah. Um, anyway. The first memory that we see um, opens up on a playground um and there are two girls playing and then there's a skinny boy watching from behind a clump of bushes which like all right this is a little creepy um, i mean okay
1: wait to be fair is it creepier if it's a skinny boy or if it's like a man
0: oh yeah no it's creepier if it's a full-grown man <laughs> but it's just weird that he's watching through the bushes um yeah. but you know that's snape um and I think it's funny how, like, similar Snape looks, like, as a nine-year-old or whatever. It says, his black hair was overlong and his clothes were so ma- mismatched that it looked deliberate. Two short jeans, a shabby overlarge coat that might have belonged to a grown man, an odd smock-like shirt. Snape no- was, looked no more than nine or ten years old. Sallow, small, stringy. There's undisguised greed in his thin face as he watched the younger of the two girls swinging higher and higher than her sister. Um, So then we learn that the two girls are Lily and Petunia Evans, Harry's mother and aunt. And Lily's like swinging really high and jumping off and Petunia's yelling at her because she's a rule follower um, and she hates fun. (laughs) Um, and then Lily's like oh and look Toonie I hate how she calls her Toonie so Yeah, so
1: that's like not even a good nickname
0: <laughs> she was like I can do this and she like it's like the same scene out of the movie where she has like a flower like opening and closing in her hand and Petunia freaks out again because she hates fun um, and then Snape chooses this as his opportunity to step out of the bushes, um, and Petunia tries to, like, run away, and Lily's just, like, Lily starts talking to him, because Snape says it's obvious how she's doing it, and he tells her she's a witch, and first she takes it as an insult and kind of, like, goes off towards Petunia, um, but then Snape starts to explain. He says, like, you are a witch and I'm a wizard. It's not an insult. Um, and Petunia freaks out and shows her prejudice. She says, I know who you are. You're that Snape boy. They live down Spinner's End by the river. Like, clearly she's like, this boy's from the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, anyway, it, the girls then leave. Petunia, like, drags Lily away. Um, and Snape is left alone, and the scene changes to the next memory. So this is really, like, this is the obviously, like, the first meeting between Snape and Lily. Um, and it doesn't go, like, super well, because he doesn't really get a chance to explain to Lily what he's trying to tell her um because Petunia's there and I think it's kind of interesting it's like Petunia's like throughout these memories we see all these like obstacles to like Snape and Lily's friendship and Snape and Lily's relationship and like Petunia is the first instance of that and honestly this is like more revealing the first the earliest memories I feel like are more revealing of like Petunia and Lily's relationship than they are so much as like of Snape um but they do like set the groundwork for Snape like the reason why Snape and Lily were friends coming into Hogwarts and like obviously the whole storyline like has to get here like if they had met at Hogwarts it wouldn't have worked um So, yeah, I think this is super interesting in the context of Lily and Petunia. I feel like it doesn't tell us a lot about Snape and Lily, or Snape specifically. um, But it does, like, give us a little hint as to his background and that, like, clearly it seems like he was still a bit of a loner as a child. Um, He, and, like, Petunia's, like, prejudice um, tells us that, like, maybe he didn't come from the best neighborhood, so... Yeah, little little aspects of Snape we grab there.
1: Yeah, and we learn even more about him in the next little memory. Um, and while you were talking, I was just kind of thinking about like how we always talk about how Ron is kind of this like ambassador to the wizarding world mm-hmm. for like and the guide to the wizarding world for Harry and Hermione. Snape is that to Lily, like to some extent, um, kind of like pre-Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see that a little bit more in this next memory. So the scene dissolved and then reformed. Um, so now the two, now Lily and Snape are like sitting under a tree, um, cross-legged on the ground facing each other. And um, they're just kind of talking and... Snape is at this point kind of going through some of the like laws and rules and just like basic aspects of the wizarding world. He's like, if you perform magic out of school, you can get in trouble and Lily's like, oh my gosh, I've been performing magic this whole time. (laughs) And Snape's like, oh, like no, don't worry about it. It's only after you get your wand. Like, as a kid, you can't really control it, even though it seems that like Lily has some mastery over it. Mm -hmm. Um... At this also at this point, it's um, Snape does not, has not shown any magical abilities. Am I right?
0: Wait, so just far like in j- the
1: memories.
0: Oh, yeah, in the memories. No, yeah. he doesn't, yeah.
1: Um, so we'll see his first instance of that. And like, it seems as though he has a little bit less control than mm-hmm. Lily does when we get to that. Um, and then they kind of like sit in silence and Lily is like, You like you're not you're not shitting me, right? Like this is real, like you're not <laughs> lying. Um, like Petunia says that you're lying. And he's like, No, no, like I'm being it's real. And then there's this line and I don't I don't think I realize this is where this quote came from, but he says it's real for us. I feel like that's used a lot, like by people in the fandom. That like Harry Potter is like real for us, like the yeah. stories, the characters. It's real for us, but I didn't realize that it came from this.
0: Yeah, me <laughs> that, either. Like,
1: threw me off a little bit when I got to that part. Um, but yeah, Snape says it's real for us, not for her. Um, like we'll get a letter, but she won't. Like. And then Lily's like, Will it actually come by Owl? It's like, No. And this is also where we learn a little bit of lore with like muggle boards. Snape says that like, No, somebody will come to like explain to your parents and deliver the letter in person. Um, I think that's the first time we've like learned that throughout the book. Because like, obviously like Harry that probably should have happened for Harry but I guess like Dumbledore was like unsure of the circumstances of like where Harry was at like he didn't yeah. know what Petunia had told him at this point like when he's 11 um and then she asked whether being muggle born will make a difference and Snape says no And, like, obviously, like, we as readers know that, like, he's lying. As well as, like, he knows he's lying. Because it says, like, he hesitated. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Yeah. He... he, Yeah. It says, Snape hesitated. His black eyes, eager in the greenish gloom, moved over the pale face, the dark red hair. No, he said. It doesn't make any difference. Yeah. Like, he obviously just didn't want to, like...
1: Make her scared. He's kind of, like,
0: protecting her. hmm Yeah. And I also think it's, like. I feel like there. there's, uh, later on in a memory, they talk about, like. It's, like, the memory following when, um, he calls her a mudblood. And she says something along the lines of, like. You call, like, you didn't mean to. You say you didn't mean to, but you call everyone else, like, me a mudblood. Like. What makes me any different, and it? I feel like this is like the first hint at that to like Snape's feelings, in that, like, clearly, whatever he feels something for Lily, clearly. Um, and he has like at this point, like this infatuation, this, like, I don't know, like schoolboy crush. Um, but like. It, it does matter, obviously, in the world that they're living in, it does matter that she is Muggle-born, and um, like, to Snape, it also matters. Like, it, it matters, like, largely because, like, Snape knows that there's, like, prejudice out there against Muggle-borns, and, like, actively there's a war, like, there's, like, someone rising to power who, like, is a blood purist, but also, like, Snape was raised to believe that, and, like, Snape believes that she's different, but for some reason, he, he, like, doesn't, it doesn't bother him about her, and he, like, justifies it. He's, like, you've got loads of magic. I've seen it. Like, it's just, like, it's so, it's such a weird thing that he has, like, these, like, general prejudices and, like, you know, we always make the, like, racism allegory with uh, blood pure, blood purity people. Um, and it's like, she's his exception, but like, yeah. he still believes it.
1: Yeah. It's like, people who say, like, I've got a black friend.
0: Yeah, exactly. All yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then he goes, like, don't worry, like, you've got loads of magic. Which, like, again, kind of like Audrey was talking about, it, like, Peers into his own prejudice it's like there are it implies that like there are muggle-borns that are like less deserving because mm-hmm. they are less magical Yeah, and that that's kind a good of thing um, and then and then to get a little sneak behind the curtain even more about Snape Lily asked like how things are at home um, and he said like they're fine and she's like they're not arguing anymore said oh yes they're arguing um but it won't be long that i'll be gone then lily asked like doesn't your dad like magic and he said
0: he doesn't like much of anything um yeah so at at this point we already know snape's half-blood because the half-blood prince happened yeah um but this is like also our little like he did not have magical
1: yeah and like also like he didn't have the best home life it Mm -hmm. seems as though like obviously with the like are they still arguing like his parents don't have the best relationship and like what's implied by like snape saying that like he doesn't like much of anything including magic is that like It's kind of maybe, like, an oppressive household. Like, his mother is not allowed to do magic. Snape is not allowed to do magic.
0: Um, And also, like, he doesn't like much of anything, meaning he doesn't like me. Yeah. Um, It just seems kind of like his... Again, this
1: is, like, leaping, and this is i think this is like a pretty popular opinion within the fandom anyways that like his dad seemed to be very like controlling Mm -hmm. and like his mom kind of just like it just like it was not a very healthy relationship um and then lily asked about the dementors um and asks, like, if I do magic outside of school, will I get sent to Azkaban? And he's like, no, no, no. You're too pretty to go to Azkaban is, like, basically what he's about to say. He says, you're not going to end up in Azkaban. You're too. And then he, like, turns a red. Like, <laughs> okay. Um, but then we find out that Petunia had been hiding and listening. Um, she kind of accidentally reveals herself and Snape gets really angry. He's like, who's spying now? Um and then Petunia feeling very like attacked, she gets pretty defensive and she says, like, what is it that you're wearing anyway? Your mom's blouse? Cause like throughout these first two memories we've heard about like he seems to be wearing some sort of like dirty smock. Then he tries to cover up with like this large jacket sometimes and Snape gets really angry and there's a large crack and a branch falls and hits Petunia on the shoulder and she like starts to cry and she starts to run away and then Lily's like you did that on purpose and he's like no I didn't but Lily doesn't believe it and she runs to Petunia. So again Mm. this is kind of like what I was talking about at the beginning we see that his magic is maybe a little bit more emotional and a little bit less under control than maybe Lily's is
0: Yeah, and I think it's important, like, in both of these first two memories, at the end, like, Lily runs off with Petunia, and so, like, it wasn't, like, I don't know, it wasn't, like, this great, like, oh, Snape and Lily, best of friends, right, from the start, like, they're kids, and, like, they fight, and, like, they still don't really know each other that well, and, um... Lily's still, like, trying to hang on and, like, salvage her relationship with her sister.
1: Yeah. And I think it's really interesting, because, like, the next memory, they're, like, fine. And, like, I get that they're kids and, like, stuff Mm -hmm. happens and, like, you forgive each other. But, yeah, it's just interesting, because I feel like in almost all of these memories it
0: ends up with, like, them not Mm -hmm. being in a good place. Yeah, it's very tumultuous. Um... And it's it's almost like they were kind of doomed from the start. Like, yeah, their friendship was always gonna be threatened by Snape's beliefs, as we see. Um, Like, early on, Snape is representative of, like, the difference between Lily and Petunia. And then, um, like, later on gets, like, threatened "Quote unquote" by James. Um, okay, so the next memory is again another like very Lily and Petunia focused one, where like, well, all of them are Lily focused, but um, <laughs> obsessed. Um, but it's it tells us more about their relationship, and this is when we actually learn like a lot of Petunia's backstory. Um, so it's on Platform Nine and Three Quarters. Um, when they're leaving for Hogwarts for the first time and Snape is just kind of like eavesdropping on the Evans family and um Lily is pleading with Petunia saying I'm sorry I'm sorry maybe once I'm there I'll be able to go to Professor Dumbledore and persuade him to change his mind and Lily is um sorry and Petunia is now defensive she's like i don't want to go like you think i want to go to some stupid castle and learn to be a freak um so she's like clearly laughing out because she's jealous and she's like 12 11 12 i guess um and lily's like you didn't think it was a freak school when you wrote to the headmaster and begged him to take you And so Petunia is embarrassed. Um, She's upset that uh, Lily and Snape found this letter of hers um, that she wrote to Dumbledore asking to be uh, admitted into Hogwarts. And also this is when we get the little tidbit about like, oh, like there must be wizards working in the postal service. Yeah. (laughs) Like filtering through um but anyway yeah it ends with petunia calling lily a freak and that's like basically lily's goodbye with her sister and like this is pretty much like this is pretty much it for their relationship i think like when we've talked about lily and petunia's relationship like at this point like it doesn't get any better like they made attempts or lily made attempts like throughout their time at school and like when they were older both like dating james and vernon but it just like yeah this was kind of the breaking point and like petunia never never gets over this all right
1: so next like this the previous like memory like they're kind of the same memory but it jumps mm. forward a little bit in time um the previous one, they had been on platform 93 Cordes. Now, Lily and Snape are on the Hogwarts Express. So, um, Lily has been... Lily sitting in a compartment already with four boys. I think it says... Does it say four?
0: It says a group of rowdy boys.
1: okay. So... We don't, never mind. We'll get there. We'll get there. (laughs) So, she's in the compartment with a group of rowdy boys, and Snape finds her and comes in, and it's also mentioned that he's already wearing his, like, Hogwarts robes again, so, like, hearkening back to, like, he wanted to shed kind of, like, his spinners end life as fast as possible and is just like so ready to move on to bigger and better things like he sees hogwarts as like his escape like his way out his Mm -hmm. like haven and sanctuary um much kind of like harry did when he was going to hogwarts maybe not the first time because he was maybe a little bit more apprehensive but in previous year or in the following years um so she's like she's been crying she's like really upset about kind of her falling out with petunia um and she's like i don't really want to talk to you like you're the one who like encouraged or like wanted us to like go into her room anyways blah 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 um and she, and then he's like, like, why does it matter that she hates you? Like, why does it matter that you aren't getting along? And she's like, she's my sister. <laughs> um, and then he's like, she's only a, and he was going to say muggle, um, but he did not because. want. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like Snape is such a complicated character. Like, I, so we see that he struggles with, like, his own insecurities and his own kind of, like, status in the world, and obviously, like, he is insecure about that and lashes out at people and tries to, like, force other people down farther so that, like, he Mm -hmm. feels more superior, um... And like we can see that with Petunia and like possibly that's kind of like why he joins the Death Eaters in the first place is to kind of like climb that ladder even further and be like above even more people. Um, Yeah but it's like it's just weird. It's like it makes sense but also like thinking about somebody who like, like people have like prejudice against. It's like would you not want to just like be kind because you know what it feels like to
0: be, Mm -hmm. like,
1: bullied and to have things that, Mm -hmm. like, make you lesser, quote-unquote, than other people.
0: Yeah, and, like, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here, but it just... It is so complicated because, right, like, we want to feel for him. We see, like, his own personal struggles and, like, the reasons he is this way. But also, like... It's so frustrating and, like, the the Lily, the love for Lily, the obsession with Lily, the friendship with Lily, whatever, is so hard to, like, fully understand and fully grasp because it, it doesn't change. Like, we see him here as an 11-year-old. He clearly cares about lily and like spending time with her and whatever um and is willing to look past the fact that she specifically is muggle born and claims that he cares about like her happiness but but he doesn't like he only care he when you care about someone you care about the people that they care about or you care about things that they care about and he doesn't like he just wants lily and he wants her in his life immersed in Hogwarts with him and he doesn't understand that like she is hurting because of Petunia and like he should want he should understand that and like at this point yeah it's like oh he's 11 like he doesn't have that kind of like emotional awareness and like emotional intelligence but Dumbledore points out the same thing to him when he comes asking for him to protect James... Protect Lily and by extension James and Harry. Like it, it's throughout all of the memories. He doesn't care about the people that Lily cares about. He just cares about Lily. Like he just wants her and her to himself. And like that's not, that's not love. Like I know I'm saying it in the context of this memory. Like that's an eleven year old, and I get it. But like it doesn't change. And like I'm bringing it up here because. Like, I'll point it out each time, it's just, like, he, yeah, he, he doesn't know how, he doesn't know what's going to make her happy, he just thinks he wants to, like, him to be enough.
1: Yeah, and, like, another thing with that is, like, yeah, he he doesn't care that, like, she's a muggle-born, but, like, he's obviously prejudiced towards muggle-borns, so, Yeah, like, that is also, like, actively hurting her. Yes, Like what like what does he see as the end game of him being a death eater and like him loving a muggle born. Like the other Death Eaters aren't going to like accept her. Mm -hmm. Like you're literally working towards a world where like she will be like eradicated, basically. Mm -hmm. But like he like thinks slash wants to just protect her, but like that it doesn't work like that.
0: Yeah, it's it's on the personal level of like the The things I was talking about with like the people that she loves and stuff, yeah. but yeah, it's also on the like prejudice level, which we already have started talking about. Is yeah. that like she can't? He doesn't understand that she can't exist in a vacuum, and he like yeah. wants her to exist in a vacuum, not tied to the fact that like her muggle-born status would become dangerous in the Wizarding world that he's working to create, and yeah. that like in not understanding that like even if she has him as a friend or a whatever and she loves him like that's not enough like she has family and she has other people that she cares about and like he doesn't understand that and it's just like he doesn't understand that as an 11 year old he doesn't understand that as how old is he when he dies like 35
1: yeah like he
0: doesn't understand that like through to some of the final memories with Dumbledore Yeah. Yeah. It's just frustrating. And, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyways, so then he goes on to say, like,
1: you better be in Slytherin. And this gets the attention of one of the (laughs) rowdy boys in the cabin with them. And he's like, who wants to be in Slytherin? I think I'd leave, wouldn't you? And this is James and he asked the boy lounging opposite of him, which is Sirius. And Sirius is like, My whole family's been in Slytherin, but I'm hoping to be the one that's not. And James is like, Oh, I thought you were like alright. And so we also in turn have seen like Snape's prejudices. We see James as a, mm-hmm. James's as well. Um, and like, and like I said, Sirius says, like, maybe I'll break the tradition. Like, where would you want to go if you had the choice? And James like, stands up and like, mimics picking up a sword. And he's like, Gryffindor, will d- where dwell the brave at heart, um, like my dad. Which, like, is so hairy. Like, I want to be mm-hmm. in Gryffindor, like my dad. I want to be a Quidditch player, like, like my, dad. my dad. Um, so I thought that was like, kind of cute. And then, Snape makes a small disparaging noise, and, like, James turns and looks at me, like, got a problem with that, bud? Um, and Snape is like, no, unless you'd rather be brownie than brainy, which is, like, really interesting because he's not talking about, like, Ravenclaw when he talks about brainy. He's, like, talking about Slytherin, which, like, I mean, sl- like, cunning and kind of, like, doing whatever it takes to get ahead, like, is a sl- are Slytherin traits, and, mm-hmm. like, that does take, like, braininess to some extent, but it's just weird, like brainy wouldn't be the like one word I choose to describe Slytherin.
0: Yeah, but I think it probably is like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But also Like he's definitely the, like the just like a dig to James. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um And then Sirius says, like, where are you hoping to go, seeing as you're neither? So this, like, antagonistic relationship between James, Sirius, and Snape is, like, there from, like, literally jump from day one. And it also is interesting because this so mirrors the, like, Draco, Ron, Mm -hmm. Harry kind of conversation that also happens, like, on the train, On their way to the first, like, on their way to Hogwarts for the first time, the conversation between, like, I wouldn't want to be in Slytherin, and Draco's, like, be careful making friends, like, you'd want to make them with the right people.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and, yeah. And then Ron is very much like, I have to be in Gryffindor, like, my whole family's been in Gryffindor, um yeah that's also just really interesting like i wonder how many times this like i bet you that is like the number one topic that's talked about between Mm -hmm. first years on their way to hogwarts like which house do you want to be in i want to be in this one my family's been in this one um so yeah anyways uh and then james like laughs at sirius making fun of severus um Lily stands up and is like, "Come on, Severus, let's go find another cabin." Um, and then James and Sirius like try to trip Snape as he walks past, and they say, "See ya,
0: Snivellus." Creative. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like it. I don't know. I would be interested to, like, because all of this like, happens so quick, we don't really get, like, Harry's reaction to any of it, um, and I think that, like, honestly, like, this, like, bullying is, like, sad and stuff, and, like, you feel for Snape during it because he's the one that gets ganged up on, but, like, it feels just like like 11 year old kid boys just like fighting with each other right like it doesn't like anyone that's like lived through that age like this doesn't feel that out of the ordinary yeah um and obviously like it it's like more painful for us to watch because we know that like it evolves into like years and years of bullying um but yeah it's such a like silly thing for their like hatred to start over yeah And like,
1: obviously, Lily plays a role in the like James Severus relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, like I wonder, I wonder like what would have happened if like Lily wasn't a factor in -hmm. their relationship? Um, Because like obviously, that's where like most, or if not like. I mean, Sir- or Severus, I keep on wanting to say Serious instead of Snape. <laughs> Snape obviously, like, hates James for many, many reasons. But, like, one of them, and maybe, like, the biggest one, is that, like, he's afraid that James will, like, take Lily away from him, basically. I love that. Um, Like, obviously, James does things to Snape that, like, make him hate him more, Mm -hmm. Um, but that seems to kind of be, like, the root of, like, why he dislikes James so much, and, like, we never really find out why James and Sirius hate Snape so much, like, even Sirius is just kind of, like, we were bored, like, he's an easy target, Mm -hmm. there's, like, really no explanation, so it'd be interesting to see, like, the, what their relationship would be like, maybe if, like, James never like fell in love with lily and she was just kind of like another girl to him Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah um okay so uh again we have another memory that's like right after um so we have the sorting ceremony and this one is pretty brief um it opens with Snape's wa- Snape watching Lily get sorted into Gryffindor. Um, it says barely a second after it had touched the dark red hair, which is interesting. I feel like we never really talk about like Lily's house placement, and like I don't know that this is really the like time to discuss it. But I I don't think of her as like oh Gryffindor through and through. Mm. Um, obviously, like she is. We don't know a ton about her, and, like, the thing we know the most about her is, like, her sacrifice and bravery, which, like, you know, very Gryffindor. Yeah. <laughs> One could argue that Harry gets his hero complex from both his of mother. his parents, <laughs> yeah, but maybe more so his mother. Um. But yeah, I think, like, I don't know, I feel like if we had more information to break down, we might throw Hufflepuff in the mix. Yeah. But, like, the Sorting Hat doesn't even take a second to think about it. Um, yeah. So it's just interesting. I wouldn't have thought her to be so clear. Yeah. Um, could it, could it, okay, this is something we talked a little bit,
1: I think, about with memories in our previous episode, but how much of this is, like, edit- editorialized by Snape? Um, like, did we talk about, like, whether we think that memories are just, like, a play-by-play, like, recap, no matter what, like, the person remembers, what they heard, or is it, could it be colored by, like, the person that they're, like, the perspective of the person whose memory they are?
0: Yeah. Like, definitely. I think, I think it's probably that. Yeah. I don't know if this specific instance is, but I think that, like, I don't think that, like, memories are a perfect thing. Yeah. Um... I was just wondering, because, like, Snape is obviously, like, so
1: devastated by her being sorted into Gryffindor, so, like, I wonder if...
0: Yeah. That could've, that's a good point. Um, it says, hairy-haired Snape let out a tiny groan. And this it's like, this just got me thinking about the sorting ceremony, because it's just, like... It's such a silly thing that, like, determines the fate of these kids. But, anyway um well we'll get to like a pretty famous quote about sorting
1: later in the memories which again
0: i forgot was in the memories um so harry watches like the rest of the marauders get sorted um he does say that like because sirius is already sorted in gryffindor when lily gets there and lily like sirius like moves to make room for her and lily like turns her back on him (laughs) lily's anti-bullies all around um (laughs) Until year seven, apparently. (laughs) And then he sees uh, Snape get sorted into Slytherin, where Lucius Malfoy, a prefect badge gleaming upon his chest, patted him on the back.
1: Yeah, so we've been taught, we talked about earlier in the memory episode again about like the age difference between Lucius and Snape. So he was either in fifth or sixth year,
0: not seventh year, I think,
1: which is what we said.
0: Yeah, yeah um yeah and then the scene changes it's very brief yeah so
1: then we get willie and Snape are walking outside um and harry remarks that they've both gotten a much taller so that like several years have passed um so like obviously the the like the owl memory which is next is fifth year so like mm-hmm. i would hazard that this is like fourth year maybe like third year would be like minimum um so snape is like i thought we were supposed to be friends um best friends and she's like we are but like you know how much i hate avery and mulciper like they're creepy do you know what they tried to do to Mary mcdonald the other day which like i don't know if i want to know what they tried to do to Mary mcdonald the other day um And Snape is like, it was a laugh. Like, it's nothing. And she's like, it's dark magic. Like, it's not funny. Um, Again, Snape also, like, he... He simultaneously is the victim of some of these things, but also the perpetrator of these same things. Yeah. Because, like, he... Lily's like, it was dark magic. It was bullying. Like, Snape also gets on the end of, like, maybe not dark magic, but of bullying, of being singled out. And, like, he is in turn, when it doesn't happen to him, he's like, oh, it's nothing. Like, it was just a laugh, which is, like, what James and Sirius say about bullying him. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, it's so. Anyways, it boggles my mind. Um, Mm -hmm. And then he's like, Snape brings up like well what about the stuff like Potter and his mates get up to and Lily's like what has this got to do with anything um he's like they sneak out all night there's something weird about Lupin um like he's ill every month on the full moon and Lily's like I know what your theory is like he's just sick um I'm like why do you care anyways Mm -hmm. and Snape is like I'm just trying to like show you that they're not like these golden boys like they're not as great as you think
0: that they are Um, which, oh, sorry, he does, like, like, yeah, they're, like, sneaking, he's not really pointing out them, like, bullying, but, yeah, he's, like, talking about them, like, sneaking around and stuff, and, like, he uses, like, Lupin's, Lupin being a werewolf as, like, evidence that they're, like, bad, which is, like, I don't know, it's another thing that's, like, it's so unaccepting and it's and it's honestly something that like in this sense that like it's a belief that we see that like ron would have yeah you know like people raised in the wizarding world who just like are not accepting of any of the like differences and someone like lily doesn't she's like i know your theory she's like she's not really bothered by it which is kind of like the perspective we would get from like hermione yeah like oh okay he's a werewolf like it's like about how like ron is like shocked about madame maxine being a giant and Hagrid being a giant um or half giant anyway just pointing in sprinkling in the (laughs) snape's prejudices
1: yeah um And then Lily says, like, they're not using dark magic, though, and you're being really ungrateful. I heard about what happened the other night. You went sneaking down that tunnel by the Whomping Willow, and James Potter saved you from whatever's down there. So, again, I guess this provides more information on when this happens. Because I think that happens in fifth year, doesn't it? Oh, it might. Yeah, because, like... I don't think that they're all in anim- Magi until fifth year. I think that's when, like, Peter finally be- becomes yeah. one. So maybe this just happens, like, earlier in the year,
0: in yeah, fifth year? Yeah, potentially.
1: Ugh, I'd be very interested to see what happens between one and four. Yeah. Um, anyways. Um, you're being, like, really ungrateful. I heard what happened the other night. You went sneaking down to that tunnel by the Wampine Willow, and James Potter saved you from whatever's down there. And Snape's is like saved saved you think he was playing the hero he was saving his neck and his friends too you're not going to i won't let you Lily's like let me let me what and snape's like i didn't mean i just don't want you to i just don't want to see you made a fool of he fancies you james potter fancies you um he's not everyone thinks big quidditch hero and then Lily says, I know James Potter is an arrogant toe rag. I don't need you to tell me that, but Mulcibers, a- Mulcibers and Avery's idea of humor is just evil, evil stuff. I don't understand how you can be friends with them. And then a little editorializing from Harry. Like, Harry doesn't think that Snape heard anything past Lily insulting James, because that is like all he cared
0: about again like wanting her to exist separately from everything else in his life like he doesn't even seem to care to hear what she has to say about the people he's made friends with because like when she brings it up he immediately like tries to put down the marauders and once she says something bad about james he's fine and he stops listening to what she's the point she's trying to make about his friends like he he doesn't it's like he cares who she associates with but he doesn't think she could should get any say in who he associates with and it's just so toxic oh yeah it's, like, it's so controlling, and we see that. Like, he says, I'm, I am won't let you. Like, you're not going to. I won't let you. Um, like, he's trying to... He's trying to, like... Guide her, I guess. But, like, he's trying to manipulate her into not caring about the bad things that him and his friends are doing. And getting upset over like in changing the image over what like james potter is because he feels threatened by james because he knows that james likes lily and honestly like (laughs) lily's like so mature here she's just like you're both idiots in different ways but she can see the difference like she is not bothered by the fact that like james and his friends like run around at night and she like she sees value in the fact that like james did like save him like she knows that like at the end of the day, James is a good guy. And, mm-hmm. like, I think she still believes in the good of Snape at this point, but, like, she knows that at the end of the day, Avery and Mulsaber aren't good guys, you know? Like, she yeah. can see the distinction and he can't.
1: Yeah, I think, like, something else is like, I think that I would feel comfortable saying that Mira McDonald is a (laughs) muggle-born um and so this kind of like snape bringing up like they're running around at night she's like what does that have to do with me like that doesn't they're like that like what does that have to do with me but like your friends are actively like using dark magic against people like me like Mm that 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 does have to do with me you Mm -hmm. know anyways
0: yeah and like the marauders haven't hurt anyone like we don't talk they don't talk about the bullying here we're gonna get to it in the next the next memory but like the marauders don't hurt people like yes the bullying is hurtful but this is like the distinction like they don't use dark magic on people um and like she even points out that like snape did snape was snooping around and like when he almost got caught up in it like they knew where to draw the line Even if, like, a lot of us would argue that that line is, like, too far, at least there is one. Um,
1: Yeah.
0: It's very reminiscent of Fred and George. I feel like, don't they say something like
1: that? They're like, we know, like, where the line is. When they're talking about, like, their pranks. There's, like, there's something like that.
0: Okay, um, so then the next memory is actually super brief, um, because it's one we've already seen before um it's at the yeah harry's already seen before it's the end of the owl um and in juxtaposition to the first time that harry saw this memory and he tried to stay as close to his father and his friends as possible um harry keeps his distance the whole time because he knows what happens and he says he watched it says he watched as lily joined the group and went to snape's defense distance Distantly, he heard Snape shout at her in his humiliation and his fury, the unforgivable word, mudblood. And this is just, like, again, highlights, like, this is Snape's worst memory because this is, like, this is the end of it with Lily. Like, he crosses the line with her because he, in his humiliation and his fury, he's caught up in his emotions and he's mad at her, or he's taking it out on her because he's embarrassed by what like the marauders are doing for him and like he sees her as like another mudblood and like he knows that that's the thing that's gonna hurt her because we've been talking about it this whole time like she's the exception she's the exception but she's not like she is a muggle born and so like yeah i'm not gonna say much more because i think the next memory is super telling so we'll just go straight into that one yeah
1: so it picks up um it's nighttime snape and lily are right outside the gryffindor like the fat lady portrait so like the gryffindor common room and snape is saying like i'm sorry and she said i'm not interested i'm sorry save your breath um She says, I only came down because Mary, I assume Mary McDonald, um, (laughs) told me you were threatening to sleep out here. I was. I would have done. I never meant to call you mudblood. It just slipped out. There's no pity in Lily's voice. It's too late. I've made excuses for you for years. None of my friends can understand why I even talked to you you and your precious little death eater friends you see you don't even deny it you don't even deny that's what you're all aiming to be you can't wait to join you know who can you he opened his mouth but closed it without speaking i can't pretend anymore you've chosen your way i've chosen mine no listen i didn't mean to call me mudblood but you call every one of my birth mudblood severus why should i be any different
0: oh and it's then like- she turns around and walks away okay again i just lily is so smart and so aware um but yeah it's just it's like especially with them as like what 15 year olds now like 16 yeah, year 15, olds, 16 like they're adults and like she, she is realizing that like it's not just a game to him it's not just like some stupid thing him and his friends do and he can't even deny that. Like, it's, yeah, just even though he is quote-unquote in love with this woman, this girl, who's mudblood, who's muggle-born, he... It, it won't, it will never affect his beliefs. It won't change the fact that he thinks that muggle-borns don't belong in the wizarding world like and that's why like it's not like it's not really love like he doesn't love her for all that she is he loves her in spite of the fact that she is a muggle-born so like it just yeah it's just so frustrating to see it it portrayed as this great love and this undying love because like if he really loved her his beliefs would change because because of that like he, you can change your beliefs it's just like ugh.
1: yeah I mean like I feel like there's so many like maybe not so many stories but I feel like there's stories like about this is like not so much talking about like the racist allegory with this but like of parents like not really being supportive of like LGBTQ people but like when their child comes out like they love them and they support them and they can like they change their beliefs like and I know that doesn't happen all the time but like it does happen and it can happen Mm -hmm. and Snape does not choose to do that um another thing that this really just really keeps reminding me of I haven't seen this movie but I've seen the trailer for it so many times it's like a, it's called Passing it's on Netflix it's like a black and white movie with uh tessa thompson Mm. and they both play women that are black but pass as white people in Mm. like the early 1900s maybe like maybe like a little bit past the early 1900s i don't remember exactly the time period and like the man that ruth nega is married to is like a racist and is like very openly racist like i don't like black people and she just kind of like keeps that part of her secret like obviously i've seen the movie so i don't know what comes of it but like i assume that he does not like love her for who she is at the end of the day um and like i really just can't stop like thinking about that when we're talking about this story and like that's not real love like you keep saying
0: yeah it's like i don't know like if
1: you hate something about the person that you love like i just i don't i don't know yeah.
0: and we talk so much in this day and age of like how to change people's beliefs right and like how to change people like how to get people to like change their homophobia and yeah like be more accepting yeah like uh, this sounds super cheesy but like loves like sometimes the way to do that like I like how you brought up um about like parents of queer children like obviously a lot of the time it doesn't work out that well but like sometimes when you know someone who is of that identity it changes how you view it and you see that like simultaneously like it's a part of them, and it's important about who they are, but it's also not really a big deal, and you see them as, like, a person. And, like, yeah. he doesn't, that doesn't change things for him. Like, he see maybe he sees Lily as a person, but, like, at the end of the day, he doesn't see people like her as people. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean,
1: like, I took, in some, in a lot
0: of my classes in college, we always talked
1: about, like, the other, like, mm people who are not like you you see as being the other and it's hard to have like sympathy for people who you see as like other than you Mm -hmm. so like you were talking about kind of breaking down that that barrier of the of a person who's different from you being the other helps you like accept them and be less prejudiced and apparently that did not work in this case because snape is like so selective in who he sees as the other
0: Right, and the problem is it's like it's so unclear why. Like obviously we know that like he didn't have a great home life and like a lot of people who grow up to be bullies and grow up to be like mean to other people using like the the death eaters are mean to other people, that's like the kindest way I can say. It. Um more like abused at home or bullied as kids and like we we see those roots but like we don't really know anything about his mother like it seems like she's probably the one who instilled these beliefs in him or like did these beliefs maybe come from like his hatred of his muggle father but where was I going with this oh like it's unclear to us why he's so attached to these other boys at school, like, what draws him to Maltzpor and Avery besides, like, he sees them maybe as, like, the antithesis of James Potter? Like, is is it just that he's finally found a place where he belongs and, like, they don't make fun of him, so he's like, I'm just gonna hitch myself to this? Like, but clearly, some of that, wherever these beliefs are coming from, like, he holds them because he's calling her a mudblood and he uses this word to describe other people of, like, her birth blood status her birth um and so like it's just it's just like if his love for her is so great but it gets trumped by his beliefs at this point in his life like why are his beliefs that strong
1: yeah and i think a lot of people snape apologists in particular like to bring up that like It was the first place he had a home. It was the group of people that, like, showed him that, like, he belonged. And, like, while those things can be true, like, it can also be true that, like, he bought in Mm -hmm. to this, like, evil and this, like, prejudice. And we see that, like, Lily brings up, they did dark magic. And he's like, oh, it's nothing. It was just a laugh. Like, we know that, like, he not only enjoyed... Like, there are other reasons that he's part of this group. And, like, maybe, yes, it started out as, like, people who accepted him. And he, like, just became, like, part of it. And, like, started... And, like, that's where he got these beliefs. But, like, at the end of the day, he still has them. And is still, like, acting upon them. And is still, like... Being mean to people, as Audrey said, you know?
0: And it's not, like... It's not his it's not like it was his only option. Yeah. Right? Like, yes, he was a Slytherin, but, like, there aren't that many Death Eaters. Like, he, it's not like every single person in Slytherin was a Death Eater. It's not like there aren't other people he could have become friends with. He was, he had Lily as a friend, and he lost her because he chose these other people. Yeah. Like, Lily stays friends with him for a really long time, probably longer than she should. Yeah. And, like, Yeah, she would have stayed friends with him beyond them just being in different houses. Like, clearly that wasn't the issue for her.
1: Yeah. And again, like, I think it goes back to this kind of, like, what I was talking about earlier of, like, him trying to climb the ladder and, like, not be the person that is like picked on and the other person like he wants other people to be the other so he is not Mm -hmm. and like that's his own personal issue and like I understand that that might come from the way that he was raised but that like still doesn't make it okay (laughs) like we can talk about why people are the way that they are but we can also talk about like all of these opportunities that they could have had to change and should have changed Mm
0: -hmm. also before we move on to the next one I just want to point out how much of a non-apology this is like yeah. he just says i'm sorry i didn't mean it like it slipped out like i know that like lily doesn't really uh, let him speak that much but like it's not a real apology yeah. uh, <laughs> um okay so now we jump forward a bit actually like, not for it. It's like a few years, honestly. It's like maybe yeah, four years. Like, it feels
1: so much farther because like yeah. they're not at Hogwarts anymore, and like so much has
0: changed. But right, um, and like Harry says, like the scene took a little longer to reform. So. Yeah,
1: I guess it's like was it like six ish years?
0: So if they were six, like five, six. James and Lily died when they were twenty-one. But like oh, they were I was going for from like fifteen. Yeah. So like four,
1: four years. So, like, basically the same jump from the last one to from the... sorting to... Yeah, yeah, the one that we just did. And
0: the O'Divio um, ones. Okay, so... Snape's, like, standing on this hilltop. Forlorn and cold in the darkness, the wind whistling through the branches of a few leafless trees. (laughs) Um, This
1: memory to me is like so visceral. It's so cinematic. Like, I wish that we'd gotten like this exact memory in the movies because it's just like it's made
0: for a movie. Yeah, they it's like kind of so dramatic, like on the cliff top. Yeah. Um, but it's not, it's not the same. Um, Anyway, Dumbledore, Snape's there, Dumbledore apparates in, and Snape immediately goes, don't kill me. <laughs> it's like, okay, Dumbledore's like, that's not my attention, dude. Um, So Dumbledore says, well, Severus, what mes- message does Lord Voldemort have for me? Snape says, I'm here on my own account. I come with a warning, no, a request, please. And Snape is, like, distraught. Um... <laughs> Dumbledore says, What request could a Death Eater make of me? Uh, he starts talking about the prophecy. Dumbledore asks how much was relayed. And Snape says, I told him everything. I told Voldemort everything. That is why it is for that reason. He thinks it means Lily Evans. Dumbledore says, The prophecy did not refer to a woman, it spoke of a boy born at the end of July. And Snape says, You know what I mean he thinks it means her son to snape that just means lily right because this is what i'm talking about is like he doesn't care about anyone lily cares about lily literally has a son and he feels no sort of inclination to protect the boy he just cares about lily
1: and like in reality harry is really the only one like quote-unquote in danger mm-hmm. like lily and james being around harry puts them in danger but like harry is the one
0: like if they had just abandoned harry they would be fine right at the and, end of the day right. you know and and snape says he thinks it means her son he is going to hunt her down and then he corrects himself he said kill them all if she means so much to you said dumbledore surely lord Voldemort lord valdemort will spare her Could you not ask for mercy for the mother in exchange for the son? I have. I have asked him. You disgust me, said Dumbledore. So Dumbledore, like, baits him into this. Dumbledore is pointing out to him. Yeah. The flaws in his quote-unquote love. You do not care, then, about the deaths of her husband and child. They can die as long as you have what you want. Again, like, he just wants Lily. He just wants Lily all to himself. He, it's, it's. It's like if he did get Lily, you we it would be an abusive relationship because we talk about how like in abusive relationships like the abuser so often cuts the person they're with off from everyone around them. And like that is what he wants from Lily. He just
1: wants her all to himself. Which, like, very much sounds similar to what we were talking about earlier, about, like, his parents' relationship and, like, his dad's controlling nature. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, Snape would just be that. So, he goes, hide them all, then. Keep her, them, safe, please. He, like, has to correct himself, right? And Dumbledore's like, well, I need something in return. And, and Snape says, I'll give you anything. So... Again, this is just, like, this is the point I was making with the the Platform 9 and 3 quarters, or the Hogwarts Express thing. Like, it's, now he's 20 years old, 21 years old, like, close to that. Like, he's still a young adult, but, like, especially in this world, we see that age treated as an adult. Yeah. And, like, he still is this ignorant and this yeah it's just i don't know just so many like the more i read into this like i've always just believed that this isn't really love and like the more you read into it like i don't even know that like the way that it's written like i don't even know that the author intended it to be read as like such an undying love as like the fandom a lot of the fandom has taken it to be
1: you know what i mean yeah like it's so romanticized and like we have always been snape haters in this pot, in this in this podcast but like you said like going through this it's really like we're not even like leaping like there's it's literally in the book like yeah like that's how it's written the words are that like this is not good (laughs) Um, like, we're not even kind of, like, psychoanalyzing. Like, obviously, we're doing some of that. But, like, you don't have to leap very far at all. Yeah. And not even leaping sometimes. Um. Uh, and, like, I get it. I With the whole romanticizing, this, like, great love story, I do think that people love a love story, you know? People love a... That, they even when there's not a love story they're like people ship characters in Mm -hmm. stories because they want that love story and harry potter like we've kind of talked about before is like kind of lacking on the love story Mm -hmm. part which like is fine but for people who like want that for people who like need that in their stories i could see them kind of like grasping onto this because we don't like We don't see much of, like, Lily and James, which would be kind of the other, like, great love story. You know, they, like, sacrifice themselves for each other and for their son. So, like, I get it. I do. But it's just, like, you have to understand that, like, that's not the way it was written. And you have to make much bigger leaps to make it a healthy relationship than you do to make it an unhealthy relationship. Yeah okay so after that we then catch up to this is post and james dying voldemort disappearing and snape is confronting dumbledore and she's and he's like you promised me you were gonna keep them safe dumbledore basically says like it's not my fault they like put their trust in the wrong person like you can't blame me like voldemort is the one who did this basically um and dumbledore is like you know the boy survives and snape is like i don't care basically um like he doesn't say that but like he doesn't really care um dumbledore says like her son lives he has her eyes precisely her eyes you remember the shape and the color of lily evans's eyes i'm sure like basically like dumbledore's like kind of like beat me to him right now like not saying he doesn't deserve it but he's definitely like poking him a little bit as mm-hmm. like don't like she's gone she's dead i wish i were dead um and then dumbledore says if you loved lily evans if you truly loved her then your way forward is clear you know how and why she died make sure it was not in vain help me protect lily's son um, Snape is like, he doesn't need protection, Voldemort's gone. And then Dumbledore's like, Oh, come on, like you know that he will return and Harry Potter will be in great danger. And then Snape says, Very well, very well, but never, never tell Dumbledore, this must be between us. Swear it. I cannot bear, especially Potter's son. I want your word. My word, Severus, that I shall never reveal the best of you if you insist. So this is where like Dumbledore, I think, definitely kind of, like, preyed on Snape at this moment mm-hmm. in time. Like, played on his emotions. Like, kind of, like, bamboozled him into, like, obviously, like, protecting Harry, taking the job at Hogwarts as Potion Master. Like, basically being a spy for him when Voldemort does come back. Um,
0: mm-hmm. But that's the outcome. Yeah, and it does, like... it. Do- Dumbledore clearly is like a little skeptical of this love, right? Yeah. He's like, if you loved her. And he's like using that to get Snape to come yeah. to him. But he also, the, that I should, the, my word that I shall never reveal the best of you. I feel like I've always taken this to mean that, like, the best of Snape is his love for Lily. But I don't think that's what Dumbledore means. Yeah. I think Dumbledore means, like, that he'll come over. Because I don't think Dumbledore is very convinced of the love. Like, I think he Definitely. means that, like, the best of him is, is that what he's about to do. Like, the yeah. service he's about to give.
1: Yeah, that's kind of how I've always interpreted it, because, like, even later, when Snape, like, casts his Patronus and it's a doe, Dumbledore is like, still? Yeah. <laughs> like, bro.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so then uh, the, the memory reforms in the office... Again, and Snape is pacing in front of Dumbledore, and he says, mediocre, arrogant as his father, a determined rule breaker, delighted to find himself famous, attention seeking, and impertinent. Um, so he's talking about Harry, <laughs> um, and this is presumably like early on in Harry's first year. Um, and Dumbledore says, You see what you expect to see, Severus. Other teachers report that the boy is modest, likable, and reasonably talented. personally i find him an engaging child um i just love the way dumbledore talks about children um but essentially he's like every other teacher has told me the complete opposite and like we know that like snape is set up to see harry how he wants to see him as dumbledore points out um and dumbledore's like really doesn't want to have this conversation he's like You just keep an eye on Quirrell, will you? Like, that's showing that this is in uh, the first year. Uh, And yeah, it's just like the beginning of Snape. Snape's like complicated relationship with Harry. And like, he resents Harry because he's so much like James, but I think he also hates Harry because he sees him as the reason Lily died, even though like Snape really is the reason Lily died and like Harry being there is just a reminder of like what he did to Lily back when they were at school like why how he messed up their relationship and also how he like inevitably brought about her death
1: yeah he's getting like hit by both sides like he sees James like his bully the yeah. person he hated as well as right. like seeing the woman he loved and like being reminded of like their tragic love story in, like, in his mind his
0: worst memory quote-unquote
1: yeah um so the next one is also pretty quick we now are at we're now are at the yule ball um snape and dumbledore are a little bit outside the entrance hall and snape is saying like carcroft's marks becoming darker too he's panicking he fears retribution you know how much help he gave the ministry after the dark lord fell carcroft intends to flee if the mark burns um so like basically this is just like setting up that like snape really was a spy for the good side this whole Mm -hmm. time because like up until this point that's like kind of still unclear to Mm -hmm. harry at least um like there's still a little bit of ambiguity but like this memory i think basically is like done to be like no he like actually was fully on the good side this whole time um this whole time since Lily died um and is like spying for Dumbledore. And this is when um, we get
0: the "You are a braver man by far than Igor Karkaroff."
1: Yeah, um, and then he says, "Sometimes I think we sort too soon," which what I was, which is what I was alluding to earlier, and like, I think people point to like if Snape had not been sorted into Slytherin,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like what what if mm-hmm. dot 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 like it's very the possibility the possibilities would be endless um i don't think he would have ended up with lily anyways mm-hmm. like we've talked about there are like many other issues going on with that relationship than like him just being a deaf eater like obviously that's a big part of it but there are other problems before then
0: um starting to show yeah and i also think this is interesting because like dumbledore ass if if he would be tempted to join Karkaroth in fleeing, and and Snape says, no, I'm not such a coward. And it's, like, here it's a little unclear, because, like, we've basically learned that, like, the only reason that he's on the good side, quote-unquote, right now, is that, like, he, he swore himself to Dumbledore. He basically, like, swore this loyalty to Dumbledore. Um... But, like, we don't know, like, we don't really understand what's keeping him from going back. Yeah. Like, he says he wouldn't flee, but we don't know, even at this point, like, what's keeping him from going back so much. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, like, clearly, I guess, like, the blood purity thing has less of an appeal to him now um, because of what it took from him. But... And, like, maybe it's just that, like, he would never go back to Voldemort because Voldemort killed Lily.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it definitely has more to do with, like, Snape is always, at the end of the day, Snape was just looking for, like, a home, a place Mm -hmm. to belong. And the Death Eaters gave him that, but, like, now Dumbledore has been the one to give Mm -hmm. him that. And so, like, I think more than anything, it's just kind of, like, this is where I am. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, Dumbledore cares about me. I'll be with the person who cares about me. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah,
0: and it's, like, said to be, like, in the service of Lily's memory. Whatever Yeah, and, like, I
1: definitely think that's, like, part of it. You know? Mm. Like, he's fighting the fight for Lily. But, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, uh, we then fast forward a little bit again. We're back in the Headmaster's office. Um, and Dumbledore is, like, semi-conscious on sitting um by his desk um and his hand is blackened and burned so this is like summer before half blood prince um he has dumbledore has like found the ring and put it on because of dumbledore's complicated history with the deathly hallows um and snape is curing him uh or trying like stopping the curse um, he says, why? Why did you put on that ring? It carries a curse, surely you realized that. Why even touch it? And Dumbledore says, I was a fool, sorely tempted. Tempted by what? And Dumbledore just doesn't answer. Um, so they talk about how... Snape thinks Dumbledore has, like, probably a year to live, if that. Um, he's been able to stop the curse, but not entirely. Like, it will spread. And it'll strengthen over time. Um, But Snape, we see, like... We see that maybe the only person Snape, like, actually cared about was Dumbledore. Like, he is mad that Dumbledore did this to himself. And that he didn't contact him sooner. Because he he doesn't want to lose Dumbledore. Um, Which I think touches on what you were saying. Like, he's always just wanted a home. And, like, Dumbledore gave that to him. And... Uh, yeah, he's he's realizing that he will lose it because Dumbledore is the only one that knows, quote unquote, the best of him. Um, and then he asked like, "Did you think breaking the ring would break the curse?" And Dumbledore's like, "Something like that," but clearly, Dumbledore broke the ring because it was a Horcrux. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so, yeah, Dumbledore's like keeping this horcrux plot line from snape uh which is interesting because we see dumbledore as snape's biggest confidant, but not the other way around really um dumbledore like has his people for certain information and like i think there's something later where he says like i'm not putting all my eggs in one basket um which is interesting and dumbledore changes the subject he talks about draco being tasked with murdering him Um, and he says, like, I assume you're the one who's supposed to carry it out if he fails. And he says, uh, like, I want you to look out for Draco. And I want you to be the one who kills me. And clearly we, like, you know, Dumbledore had his motives all along. Um... And he doesn't really, like, make those clear to Snape with the ideas of, like, the Elder Wand and all of that. Um, But he also says that he worries about Draco's soul. Because Snape says, if you don't mind dying, why not let Draco do it? And Dumbledore says, the boy's soul is not yet so damaged. I would not have it ripped apart on my account. And my soul, Dumbledore? Mine? He says, you alone know whether it will harm your soul to help an old man avoid pain and humiliation. I ask this one great favor of you, Severus, because death is coming for me as surely as the Chudley Cannons will finish bottom of this year's league. I confess (laughs) I should prefer a quick, painless exit to the protracted and messy affair it will be if, for instance, Greyback is involved. Uh, I hear Voldemort has recruited him, or dear Bellatrix, who likes to play with her food before she eats it. And Snape just, like, kind of nods. That, like, he will carry this out. Um, and it's sort of implied that, like, Snape's soul, whatever damage he hasn't yet done to it, um, is not going to be further damaged because, like, they've discussed this and, like, Dumbledore is seeing it as, like, putting him out of his misery. Um, it's not so much, like, Dumbledore being like, oh, I don't care if your soul is damaged. Um, and it's just, like, yeah. I think this shows a lot of the good of Dumbledore in that, like, he sees the tragedy of Draco's story, and, yeah. like, he wants to do everything he can to protect Draco, um, even though, like, there's no real reason for him to, like, feel an allegiance to this boy who is, like, the product of a family and a cause that, like, is anti-him. Um, so, Yeah. This is pretty key, um, and it, like, serves to tell Harry that, like, to explain to Harry what, like, a lot of the Order sees as, like, Snape's, like, return to the dark side.
1: So, then we cut to, like, really the big selling point of the memories and, like, why, the memories exist at all really Mm -hmm. so we get to dumbledore saying harry must not know not until the last moment not until it is necessary otherwise how could he have the strength to do what must be done but what must he do that is between harry and me now listen closely severus there will come a time after my death do not argue do not interrupt there will come a time when lord Voldemort will seem to fear the life of his snake for nagini precisely if there comes a time when lord voldemort stops sending that snake forth to do his bidding but keeps it safe beside him under magical protection then i think it will be safe to tell harry tell him what Tell him that on the night Lord Voldemort tried to kill him, when Lily cast her own life between them as a shield, the killing curse rebounded upon Lord Voldemort, and a fragment of Voldemort's soul was blasted apart from the whole and latched itself onto the only living soul left in that collapsing building. Part of Lord Voldemort lives inside Harry. And it is wit it is that which gives him the power of speech with snakes and a connection with Lord Voldemort's mind that he has never understood. And while that fragment of soul, unmissed by Voldemort, remains attached to attached to and protected by Harry, Lord Voldemort cannot die. So the boy must die. And Voldemort must Voldemort himself must do it, Severus. That is essential. I thought all these years we were protecting him for her, for Lily. So, again, tying it back to Lily. Um, So, obviously, like, this is the moment when, like, Harry finds out that he is the seventh Horcrux. Mm -hmm. That he must die. Neither can live while the other survives is kind of a lie. Because neither can survive, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And this comes down to, like, Voldemort must do it. It's between them. It was always destined to be this way. Harry just didn't know to, like, what extent that they were tied together.
0: Yeah. Um, and there's a little prelude to this memory, too, that's, like, technically a separate scene where Oh yeah. Um, Dumbledore is, like, withholding the Horcrux information from Snape. Um, and Snape just, like, really has no idea what he's talking about. Um, and then, this is, like, that same night later in his office, he discloses this information. And I also want to point out, like, uh, that's so smart of Dumbledore to, like, use the protecting of the snake as, like, the, like, key for Snape to know. um, Yeah. Without having to, like, explain everything to him. Yeah. Um. I do just think it's interesting how much he withholds from Snape about the Horcruxes.
1: Yeah, that's, like, really interesting, too. Like, the Horcruxes are such this big secret that, like, we are to believe that only, like, Harry, Ron, and Hermione know about. hmm Because, like, Lupin doesn't know about it. And Lupin even knows that, like, Harry can't tell him. Like, when Lupin mm-hmm. goes to try and abandon his family and join up with Harry, he's like, you don't have to tell me what you're doing.
0: Mm-hmm
1: and it's really interesting that nobody was able to guess either like that just like speaks to i guess like the rarity of horcruxes Mm -hmm. um but yeah and then later obviously comes like so you've raised him like a pig for slaughter
0: yeah and there's one quote right before that um where Dumbledore says speaking of harry he says uh sometimes i thought so meanwhile the connection between them grows ever stronger a parasitic growth sometimes i thought he suspects it himself if I know him, he will have arranged matters so that when he does set out to meet his death, it will truly mean the end of Voldemort. Which is exactly what Harry goes to do as he's, yeah. like, leaving to go to the forest. He tells Neville. He tells one more person, because he's like, Okay, three people know about the Horcruxes. I'm going to go die. Let me tell one more.
1: Like, make sure that still three people still three know. three people know. Um, um, so, yeah. And then and then kept him
0: alive so that he can die at the right moment. You have raised him like a pig for slaughter,
1: but this is touching, Severus. Have you grown to care for the boy after all? For him, expecto patronum. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: After all this time, always.
0: Yeah, and here it is. Like Snape says, I've spied for you and lied for you, put myself in mortal danger for you. Everything was supposed to be to keep Lily Potter's son safe, and then. Dumbledore's like, oh, don't tell me you care about the boy? And Snape's like, no. Like, he literally says, for him. There's an emphasis on him and a question mark afterwards. Snape straight up says, no, I don't care about him. I still only care about Lily. Even though she's been dead for 17 years, 16 years. And there was this, like, living piece of her that I could have grown to care for. It's not that. It's just that. I still am in love with her. Like, it doesn't, it just, the logic isn't there for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and even, like, I don't know, I feel like After All This Time is so often meant to, like, show the scope of Snape's love and, like, the undyingness of Snape's love. But also, you can read it in, like, what we've been talking about of, like, Dumbledore maybe being skeptical. Like, you can read it as him being, like, After all this time, you still don't care for Harry. Like yeah. after all this time, that's all you care about. Like, there's so many ways you can fill in that quote. Yeah. And like it's said without like it doesn't even say like Dumbledore said like adverb. Like it doesn't it doesn't give us any context of how it is. Said. Yeah. Um I always kind of read it as kind of like
1: like after all this time like you still haven't gotten over her death basically not even that like after all right. this time you still love her it's like after all this time you still like only care for her like you still love this dead woman like yeah, get a grip <laughs> yeah you don't
0: even love, love what she's left behind yeah and I think now is like probably as good a time as any for us to talk briefly about the fact that like his Patronus is a doe it's the same as hers um which like we and other people in the fandom have pointed out like it's not complimentary it's not like things that belong together it's like two does and it just like it shows this obsession and this wanting her on her own and not like her for what she is alongside of him yeah Um, so the next three memories are like really brief in a row, um, all regarding the Battle of the Seven Potters, um, and so it, the first one is Snape talking to Dumbledore, or the portrait of Dumbledore, this is after Dumbledore's death, um, and Dumbledore, portrait Dumbledore saying, like, you have to give the correct date to Voldemort, like, here it is revealed that, like, even still after killing Dumbledore, Snape is still working for, um the good side like he's still a double agent um even though like now nobody knows he's a double agent it's kind of wild yeah. um so he says dumbledore says you have to give the right date like you can't raise suspicion um Baltimore thinks that you have this information so like you have to do it correctly um and so dumbledore tells him to plant the idea of using decoys in mundungus's mundungus fletcher's mind um by confunding him and he says like if you are forced to take part in the chase be sure to act your part convincingly um I am counting upon you to remain in Lord Voldemort's good books as long as possible or Hogwarts will be left to the mercy of the caros which is interesting because like we talked about this in our most recent episode that um Snape like sent Ginny, Neville, and Luna to detention with Hagrid so like that's, like, the one piece of evidence we have of, like, Snape trying to protect the students of Hogwarts from the carers. Yeah. Um, but we don't really get any other, like, evidence of him doing yeah. good in that sense.
1: I mean, they still, like, they still practice Crucio on, yeah.
0: like, kids, and, like, they tell other kids to do that, too, so. Right. Um, so then the next memory is Snape planting the idea in mundungus's mind and then we have a flash of um the battle of the seven potters and it says uh now harry is flying alongside snape on a broomstick through a clear dark night he was accompanied by other hooded death eaters and ahead were lupin and lupin and a harry who was really george a death eater moved ahead of snape and raised his wand pointing it directly at lupin's back Sectum Sempra! Shouted Snape, but the spell intended for the Death Eater's wand hand missed, and hit George instead. So here, we are given a little tidbit of information that Snape was trying to save, Lup- did save Lupin's life, which is like.
1: Could that be like his life debt to
0: James? His paid life off? debt to James. Would he have done the same if that was Sirius's back instead of Lupin's? Mm. Like it's, it's just such a little tidbit. It's hard to read too much into, um, yeah. and it's like implied that he didn't intend to sever George's ear. <laughs> yeah, George is just an <laughs> innocent bystander. But he like ended up playing his part, I guess.
1: Yeah and then next i'm gonna i wanna i have a question about these next to that memory and this next one but we'll talk about after this um so and like i guess it could go the third one anyway so now we cut to snape is kneeling inside of sirius's old bedroom and there's tears dripping from the end of his hooked nose as he reads the second page of the lily letter that harry found earlier in this book and it just ends with could ever have been friends with galette grindelwald i think her mind's gone her mind's going personally lots of love lily snape takes this page he puts it in his jacket um and like it's It's specifically called out. Snape took the page bearing Lily's signature and her love Mm -hmm. and tucked it inside of his robes. Um, He rips then the photograph of the three of them, Lily, James, and Harry, in half, taking only the part showing Lily. And he threw down the other half of the photograph because it means absolutely nothing to
0: him. Mm -hmm. Even, like like we're saying, this is Snape after having known Harry for however, 15, 16 years, like, this is still Snape only caring for Lily. And not even caring for Lily, just, like, obsessing over Lily.
1: Yeah, like, being so selfish, and, like, obviously, this, like, becomes a worse situation when we see Harry, like, find the first page of this letter, and, like, the ripped photograph, Mm -hmm. and, like, being deprived of that, like, Of that love from Lily, Mm -hmm. and of that photograph, which he has very few of, of him with his parents. Mm -hmm. Okay, so my question, again, this can be extended to the last part, but we can get there. What is the purpose of Snape showing these memories to Harry? Like, why?
0: Yeah, so I was actually going to ask this when you mentioned, when we were talking about the... um, the memory where Dumbledore like gives Snape his assignment basically is like yeah Harry must know because he doesn't the only thing he ever really had to tell Harry yeah
1: that's true was
0: that part of like yeah. Dumbledore says you must die
1: I just feel like these parts seem more frivolous because like the parts of like him showing his connection to Lily and like how he fell in with the Death Eaters how he became a double agent is like what leads him up to like ultimately he has to show harry that dumbledore trusts him like the Mm -hmm. information that Mm -hmm. snape is giving harry is trustworthy okay this is why dumbledore trusts him and this is the information i have to give you but like once he's given that information these seem like even more frivolous it's like i already trust you you've already given me the information i need like i understand your part in this more than i did before but like why these i guess.
0: Yeah, I think, like, I mean, like, the title of the chapter is The Princess Tale. And, like, yes, the important plot point for this chapter is, like, Harry finds out he has to die. But it is, like, I do think that maybe it harkens back to, like, that memory where Dumbledore says, like, I shall never reveal the best of you. And I think that, like whatever you can say like I don't know looking into Harry slash Lily's eyes on his deathbed and like maybe Snape has some regrets and maybe he wants somebody to remember him for what he actually was like for at least some of the good that he did um and I think that like giving that the whole story like there's no reason to give the whole story besides that. Like, some sort of redemption, some sort of explanation of, like, this is why he ended up sectum-sempering George, and, like, this is, like, right? Like, all of these are, like, he's, he's trying to, like, make his excuses to Harry. And it's like, okay, well, why does he care to, right? So maybe at the end of the day, some part of him did end up caring about, like, his legacy and... What he did for the order and like for the good people.
1: Yeah, like I definitely, it's interesting because like you said, what you brought up earlier is like he's still a double agent even though like the only person who ever knew he was a double agent is dead. Like mm-hmm. Dumbledore was the only person who like knew all of Snape, and like after he he's gone, and after Snape's gone, then like that leaves nobody to know all of Snape. Mm-hmm. But I guess he passed that torch on to Harry.
0: Yeah, and like maybe that year of like not having someone know what he's done. Yeah, like like we've harped on Snape a lot, and I don't think any of it is like unfair. But I do think that like we do have to point out like, and neither of us are afraid to admit this. Like Snape did a lot for the good side in the war. Like Snape is one of the reasons that they are able to win this war. Like without a doubt. And I yeah. think that, like, maybe he decided, like, he wanted that known. Like, right, like you want people to know about the good things you do. Like, it's only human. Yeah. And so I think that might just be part of it. Like, that maybe that's the most, like, human and relatable part about him is that, like, he wants to be remembered for something good. And, like, I don't know, maybe we can, like, give him give him a break and say that, like, he was inspired by Lily's memory and, like, the way that Lily got to live on for so long. And he wants... He wants that to continue and he also wants like somebody to know that he like to know what good he did yeah because so many people know what good lily did
1: yeah i will say along with like admitting that snape like did good things my like my number one snape related phrase is just because you are on the good side doesn't mean you're a good guy mm-hmm. and that's like that is, like, so, that, like, sums up my feelings on Snape. Like, yes, he was fighting for, he was fighting the good fight, he was helping Dumbledore, he was Mm -hmm. helping Harry, but that doesn't mean he's a good person.
0: Well, like, I don't think a good person takes that, like, even in the most silly and, like, mundane of things out of all these memories. Like, I don't think a good person rips up that photograph. Yeah, like, that one, that, like, and I think that memory is almost just included as an apology. Like, I do think that he, yeah, like, I think that maybe he's come to realize a bit, like.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was just so, like, so selfish.
0: Yeah. Like. Uh, yeah. And I think, like, maybe he's come to see that and maybe he regrets doing that. Yeah. When he's, like, looking into Harry's eyes and thinking about, like, well, at least I got, like, I got some time with Lily. And I yeah. blew it. Like I ruined our friendship and I'm the reason she died. But yeah. yeah. I wonder if like I think that I think that some of it is just to like be a little sappy, I think it is like a end of life regret thing.
1: Yeah. It definitely
0: could be. I buy it. Um Okay. So final memory. Um Snape's standing in the headmaster's office again um phineas nigellus comes running into his portrait and says uh they're camping in the forest of dean <laughs> and he says the mudblood and snape says do not use that word and then he says the granger girl then mentioned the place as she opened her bag and i heard it so do we think that snape is saying mudblood don't use that word because He actually is not a blood purist anymore, or do we think it's really just because that word is so triggering for him? Because I think it's because the word is so triggering for him.
1: I would I would agree with that, but I also I I don't think he ever used that word again.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I don't think it's because like yeah, I don't think it's because he came around
1: on like his views, but yeah.
0: Because he, we're like, never led to believe that he fought for the good side in the war because he was anti voldemort yeah. for those reasons. It's because he yeah. was anti voldemort because of Lily. Because Voldemort killed Lily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, just a little tidbit there. And then Dumbledore tra- cries out from his portrait. Now Severus the sword, do not forget that it must be taken under conditions of need and valor, and he must know that you give it. Not know that you give it, Sorry. Uh, if Voldemort should read Harry's mind and see you acting for him. And Snape, it says, I know, Snape said curtly. Which is kind of like, maybe this is a little bit of this bitterness of like, without Dumbledore there, it's so sworn that like, Snape can never reveal himself to anyone. Yeah. So maybe that's another reason why these memories are getting shown. Um, yeah. And so he takes out the hidden sword of Gryffindor. And he asks, are you, and you still aren't going to tell me why it's so important to give Potter the sword. And Dumbledore says, no, he will know what to do with it. And Severus, be very careful. They may not take kindly to your appearance after George Weasley's mishap. And he says, don't worry, Dumbledore. I have a plan.
1: I think it's really interesting that Dumbledore says, like, he'll know what to do with it. That, like, he has faith that they've kind
0: of, like, figured it out. Yeah. And it is just, like, it's so, like, Dumbledore can trust that Voldemort is not going to get this information from Snape, right? Because, like, Dumbledore has already entrusted so much other information in him. It's not like a, I can't tell you because what if Voldemort gets it from you, which is, like, kind of what some of the... Harry's stuff is like he's like you can't show yourself to Harry because what if Voldemort gets that information from Harry? Yeah, and so it's interesting that he still refuses to tell him, and like Snape dies not knowing. Yeah, that end game, and it's like I don't know. It just it's just like a bigger question of why, like why the secrecy around the Horcruxes to that extent. Because telling Snape is, like, it's unlike telling anyone else. Like, telling Snape you know no one else is going to learn. Whereas, like, you tell Lincoln, maybe more people find out.
1: Yeah. And you've also already, at this point, told Snape about Harry. Yeah. Like, having to die. Which is, like, arguably, like, the bigger secret. Yeah. But, like, Dummeroo says, he doesn't like to keep all of his secrets in one place, so. That... Sneaky bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, just super quickly talking about the purpose of these memories. I like. I meant to say this earlier. Like, obviously, the purpose of these memories is to is to like tie up plot holes earlier oh, in the, the book. Yeah. Like, yeah, like in a literary sense. Like, yes. we have to be explained. Like why snape Sectum sumper, george if we're to believe yeah. he's like this great guy we're supposed to like the second page of that letter like was kind of like a mystery at one point and yeah. like obviously like it would have helped them with galette grindelwald being there what and galette isn't it Gellert? oh i mean i never pronounce the r oh really um, I know that <laughs> jim dale doesn't oh um and then like obviously where harry got the sword of gryffindor like base level it's to tie up those mysteries
0: yep yep <sighs> god it's so loaded i know that was a lot um it was any big picture any other snake arguments you want to make
1: I mean, no, like, as much as I don't like Snape and kind of, like, don't buy this redemption arc that is portrayed in this chapter, this chapter is so fascinating, and I love this chapter. I love seeing these memories. Like, Snape has been this, like... Snape has been a mystery since day one in the Harry Potter series, right? We have never been sure which side he's on why Dumbledore trusts him so much like why he hates Harry so much like has kind of been explained but like Mm -hmm. is even further explained here um and it's just like it all makes sense for the most part um it's I mean I think it's just a good it's such a good chapter it's like it's the most we ever see of Lily honestly Mm -hmm. um and doesn't yeah. it
0: just make you love Lily even more?
1: I mean, yeah, Lily's great. Um, I I love Lily, and always I've always felt such a kinship to Lily because we share the same birthday.
0: Yeah, it's just it's such a good final reveal, and like, we both are very critical of Snape as we were throughout, but like. I think we both love the way his character is written and we both love the role that he plays in the story. We just, like, hate him, right? Um, And we don't buy, like, the, oh, he's a good person all along, right? You can be on the good side and not be a good guy. Yeah. And, yeah, I think it just, like, it's... It's just such an iconic chapter and, like, reading through it again, like, I hadn't read it in a while and, like, it was just, like, it was all really fun to read through again. Um and it just gives you so much. It's like such an information jump dump that you just want to like grab onto every detail.
1: Yeah, I really wish that like honestly the movies did like a fairly decent job with the memories, yeah. but I just wish they had been a little bit better.
0: I know, it would have been like 30 minutes though.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I think also the way that the movies portray Snape and Lily's love story, like, contributes to this, like, over-romanticization of it. Is that, like, they really don't show a lot of, like, Snape's issues (laughs) in the memories. Like, they don't show him saying mudblood. They don't show him, like, Lily calling him out for being a Death Eater. So. Mm Mm-hmm. So for today's pop quiz question like Audrey and I have already answered it so we more wanted to get other people's opinions on it so it is do you buy the Snape Redemption arc that is presented in these memories?
0: Yeah okay so um way to go for our Facebook group pulling through on this because I posted this like a couple hours ago and people like seven people responded um (laughs) so Anne says I do not Leia says, no, I don't think anything can redeem someone who willingly bullied children, which, like, this is another thing we didn't hit on, is, like, we talked about him being bullied, and that's why he became a Death Eater and did these terrible things, but also, like, he perpetrated, like, the bullying that happened to him. Right, like yeah, he we talked about it this so many times. Right, we just didn't talk about it in this episode. But like, yeah. he was bullied, and then in turn, as an adult, like he bullied Hermione. He was Neville's worst nightmare. He bullied Harry. He bullied Ron. Like at all of these kids, he was just yeah. Meant and to. like
1: this is just like carves back to what we said so many times this episode. It's like he was simultaneously like the victim and the perpetrator mm-hmm. in so many instances
0: yeah and so lisa said she sort of buys it he definitely was meaner to harry than necessary so while he did help him he definitely could have been less mean <laughs> true <laughs> which is like what i was saying earlier is like baseline yeah. did mean, mean things yeah uh, julia who i believe is new to the group Ooh. said he literally was the child's worst nightmare and for me there's no excuse for that his life was a shit show but it doesn't mean he's redeemed Isaiah says, absolutely not. Do you need a desk today? Because I've got time. <laughs> um, Linda said, no, he didn't need to be as much of an asshat to Harry as he was. We, I love our listeners. Uh, Shelby said, I mean, it's a great twist, but I can't forgive someone who treated children so horribly. And Micah said, hell no, horrible teacher, horrible human being. So no, literally no one was like was on the full Snape Redemption arc side and like I do think that's like kind of I obviously that's not a full representation in those seven people of the fandom but I do think that like it is a minority but a very vocal minority of people who yeah. are like true Snape defenders everything he did that was bad we can overlook because of these few good things uh, and I think most people are are like kind of like we are as like we don't buy it we think he's a shit person but um he still like did some good things right um but i think it's just like i think the majority of the people feel negatively i think some some people feel super negatively and most people are like feel negatively but will admit some of the good and then there's like The small, vocal minority who's like, Lily and Snape should have ended up together. This is true love. Snape's a great person. He's only the victim. He's never the bully. Like, that's an extreme, I think. Yeah, I also think that, like, we have the skewed
1: perspective because of how, like, iconic always has been in the fandom. And, like, I do think a lot of people... Use that out of context, mm-hmm. but like, as like super hardcore Harry Potter fans, I'm like, not saying people who take it out of context aren't. It's like, I cannot take that out of context.
0: No, like, I, I
1: will never be the bride that has like always written on the bottom of her shoes or whatever, <laughs> you know, or like get the tattoo of the always with the Deathly Hollow symbol no. and like not to shit on people who do that. Um, I just like, I cannot separate that because always will forever and always have like a negative connotation to me not a positive one and i just
0: think like i think to us like we called on it so many times we pointed out so many reasons throughout this episode about how like it's not love right like he was always obsessed with her he was always thinking of her but it's not love. It's not this great undying love that, like, changed who he was as a person. Yeah. Um, it was only once he lost her that he, like, maybe became a slightly better person, even though, right, we're questioning that strongly. Yeah. But, like, it was only once he lost her that he actually did anything good in her name. Yeah. Um, so.
1: I don't know. So that's the tea <laughs> i hope we did this justice um, i mean i i think we did like obviously we tried to keep it in context of the memory so it's not like a full snape episode which is why we did not talk about like his relationship with like neville and hermione and harry so much um if and when we ever do a snape episode we'll <laughs> talk about that but yeah
0: yeah thanks for listening everybody <laughs> um so uh if you liked what you heard here today which i hope you did go leave us a rating and a review it helps us out as a little baby pod that is now 100 episodes old
1: i know oh my gosh yes thank you all for joining us on this ride of a lifetime um you can find us on social media. We're Wizard Studies Pod- Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Wizard Studies on Twitter. And if you want to join our Facebook group to add your two cents in to every episode, join our Facebook group at Wizard Studies Podcast Group on as, Facebook.
0: As always.
1: <laughs> do you guys notice Do you guys notice that that's part of our outro every time?
0: <laughs> it's non-intentional. <laughs> um, as ever. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening and remember just do your best we'll do the rest and learn until our
1: brains all wrap.